Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With five seconds, he's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's <laughs> with yes, a sir. 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupak. Gives off to Amos. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown, Carolina, for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season. It's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meet Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. We welcome in from GoHeels.com. It's Pat James, one of the best guys that covers Carolina football. We're welcoming him in here today right before the spring game to give you guys some of the latest information. So, Pat, first of all, uh, you know, you're back now covering pretty much almost exclusively Tar Heel football. You're dabbling in some of the other uh, spring sports that they've got going on. But football now becomes a little bit of the focus because of basketball being off the table. So uh, how you doing, man? I know it's been... uh, it's kind of been all over the place here over the last couple of months, but uh, now it's uh, sort of time to settle in and you know focus a little bit on football. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time of the year right now. I mean, there's definitely, especially you know this spring, a lot of excitement just around you know obviously what's been going on with the football program, and uh, it's been fun to be over there and everything. And uh, yeah, I've been over around a little bit of baseball, a little bit more these past couple weeks, and looking forward to being over there a little bit more down the stretch run here. Yeah, so with the football team, though, they're coming down the stretch run of spring camp. So today was the final practice. Now they'll turn around and have the spring game in Keenan Stadium on Saturday. So with this team, I know one of the main things that a lot of people around the team have talked about is the fact that really just the spirits are totally different for this team. But we talked about it last year that the team really did seem rejuvenated for what would eventually turn out to be Larry Fedora's final year. What's different about this year's team and just the feel around it there definitely is i mean the phrase everybody tosses around when you have you know your coaching staff and all that is you know just that these guys are bought in you know that's what's always said mm-hmm. and i think that there is kind of a renewed commitment i would say in a sense just kind of throughout the entire program 
I mean, I think just when you have a coaching change, just in general, I mean, there is just an added sense of excitement. I feel like, you know, these guys also kind of feed off the excitement that the fans are also showing currently just in the programs. It does seem like just overall, there is just a renewed energy just around the entire program in general. Um, you know, a lot of guys like Antonio Williams, Patrice Renee, they spoke with the media today, and they just said, you know, I mean, just the way things are going right now, and everybody is, you know, locked in. I mean, they're really excited for Saturday for the spring game and everything. Yeah, so uh, one of the main storylines, I think, for the spring game really is the fact that there isn't a whole lot of depth on the defensive side of the football. That's one of the concerns that Mac Brown's been talking about throughout spring camp, and it's become more and more evident over the last couple of weeks with, of course, K.J. Sales transferring and then C.J. Cotman retiring due to a medical issue. So, you know, when you look at the defensive side of the football, what is the area that right now should have the most concern and people will probably be keeping an eye on the most come Saturday? Uh, I mean, the one that uh, Mac Brown has most recently pointed out is, you know, just the front seven in general. Mm-hmm. And I would say specifically just that linebacker unit. I mean, obviously right now, Jonathan Smith uh, hasn't been practicing this spring. and They've been out without a few guys up there along the front seven. So uh, the linebackers are definitely going to be an area to be watching for, and really just that front seven in general. Personally, I'm really excited to be watching some of these younger guys in that linebacker unit, how they do on Saturday. You know, guys like Matthew Flint, Kadri Jackson. Um, Matthew Flint's a guy whose name's popped up a couple times in the past couple days. Who guys have been talking about just, you know, his steady progression. You know, he's a guy who impressed a lot during the fall as well when he came as a freshman this past fall. So that's one guy I'm looking for. Um, yeah, just that linebacker unit. Some of those guys on the defensive front. Um, it's be interesting to see, you know, how reps are kind of split up there and everything. I mean, you know, a guy who I'm really curious of watching on Saturday as well is going to be Zach Gill. Um, a guy who's kind of be thrust into the middle a little bit there. You know, Jason Strowbridge currently injured. Yeah, so yeah, I think you're right about that. And when you talk about guys like Jason Strobridge and Alan Cater, Tyrone Hopper, those guys are all out. In the secondary, there's two guys in Miles Dorn and Miles Wolfolk. Now, I know that Miles Dorn recently had surgery, um, so it, it it's probably doubtful that he's going to play in the spring game. What about Miles Wolfolk? Will he be able to go in the spring game, or will we have to see maybe a guy like DJ Ford step up? I'm not exactly sure about uh, Miles Wolfolk's status for Saturday, but I will say that if DJ Ford is out there, I, I'm assuming he will be. Um, that's the guy who I'm really curious uh, about, you know, just in terms of his overall development. You know, a guy who, you know, like a few guys on this team, has kind of you know fought the injury bug uh, during his UNC career. But he's a guy who I know a lot of guys have been impressed with so far this spring. And obviously, you know, with his length, I mean. He's a guy who, if he can figure out how to use that length to his advantage, could be a really exciting player to watch just kind of just in terms of his development. Let's quickly go to the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, the running back position seems like the most stable out of all of them. Now, Jordan Brown, of course, did leave the program last week to transfer, but that was something that I think all of us eventually expected. At least one of those guys out of those four would probably move on because of just how much depth they have there. You know, with him leaving, is there any concern right now, or is this group really in probably the best shape of any on this entire football team? I think that's safe to say that this this position group is in the best shape. I mean, 
Antonio Williams and Michael Carr, you know what you have in those two guys, just, you know, as veterans, just in that running running back room. And, I mean, obviously the guy who's been turning heads once again, as he has since he arrived last January, is Javante Williams. I mean, he's been amazing this spring. I mean, everybody's been talking about him. And so and, uh, Antonio Williams was actually talking about him today and just was talking about just how proud he is of Javante, how much he's been progressing. He's, he said, you know, he's so excited to see what Javante's going to be able to do once him and Michael kind of move on, you know, which one of my guess would be as early as next year for Michael as well. And then another guy, I mean, who doesn't get a lot of whole lot of publicity, but who I think is an interesting, you know, fourth option is British Brooks. I mean, he's a guy who, I mean, obviously not really going against the top tier guys on that defense when he's in there in practice and everything. But I mean, he's a guy who I know a lot of guys are big fans of. And I mean, he's a guy who could be a good, you know, fourth option for this team. Yeah, very interesting name to throw into there. Uh, I think Antoine Branch as well could be another guy that might be an interesting name to watch out for. Uh, when you look at the quarterback position right now, there's still not a whole lot of clearance, although Daz Newsom gave us something interesting a couple of weeks ago when he did say that he thought that Cade Fortin was the smartest out of the group. I don't really know how much you take away from it, but when it comes to Saturday's game, how do you think the reps are going to go? I know that Sam Howell has kind of been that guy that's looked at as the third guy in the race right now while the other two have kind of stepped their game up but it's still pretty early for him do you expect there to be really more balance or do you expect it to be like that last scrimmage that we saw where it'll pretty much be Fortin and Reuter taking the bulk of the snaps and then Howell at the end I, I think it will be about as even as possible the snaps of the three of them. That's just what I would assume. Um, and even then, I mean, even though, as you said, you know, how might have been kind of, I guess, the third option in the last scrimmage, it'd be kind of, you know, really close cutting it uh, between the three of them, even just in terms of number of reps, all of them have really been receiving throughout the spring. Um, you mentioned, you know, Kay, I mean, Daz really talked him up a couple weeks ago, and Jeremiah Gemmel had a lot of nice things to say about him earlier this week as well, just talking about, you know, he throws a really good ball, and that when he misses, you know, he misses long. He doesn't miss short to where, you know, balls can be picked off and things like that. And so, I mean, he's definitely been talked up a lot, but I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting on Saturday. I think the one thing that it's going to be hard for fans not to do, and even reporters or anybody, is to kind of overreact to what happens on Saturday. Right. It's going to be kind of tough for everybody, I think. But I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think with the quarterbacks, what I'm most interested in seeing is what they look like the first day of August camp. Because there was a big difference last year with Cade. And he came in, you know, had a pretty solid spring. But in my opinion, I thought Jace was ahead of him uh, at the end of spring practice last year. But when when fall camp resumed last fall, uh, I thought Cade had taken huge steps just over the summer. And so I think the summer period is going to be really interesting for those three guys. Well, the overreaction business is what makes the journalism <laughs> business. So unfortunately, we got to do it a little bit. Now, I don't think these are overreactions. Two guys that have really stood out on the offensive side of the ball so far in spring camp, both Corey Bell Jr., who made the transition from corner about midway through, and then Ed Montillis, the offensive lineman who now is projected as the starting left guard. So both of those guys, I mean, should we see some significant reps out of both of those guys on Saturday? I, I would imagine so. I mean, Corey Bell's a guy who I think is most of the working with, you know, the second team, I guess, 
putting that in air quotes. Um, but he's a guy who's definitely been super impressive so far. I mean, as impressive as you can be, you know, when you've been playing cornerback for, you know, seven years, you know, hasn't played wide receiver since middle school. But he's been super impressive. I, I think he's a guy who, you know, if I am looking for, in terms of guys who I'm looking forward to watching on Saturday, he's definitely towards the top of the list. And then uh, Montellus, I mean, a lot of guys have been giving him a lot of love. And I mean, you know, he was a guy who kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit last year, you know, coming in out of uh, Apopka High School as well, William Barnes. Um, a lot of attention went to William Barnes. But uh, Montellus, he's definitely been making a name for himself. You know, one of those guys who's kind of taken advantage of having you know, that fresh start with, you know, a new coaching staff. And uh, so I, I definitely am looking forward to see how he performs on uh, Saturday. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see just kind of how that offensive line in general kind of shapes up, you know, once J.J. McCarr goes, you know, fully healthy and everything again. And then the last thing that I want to ask you, and we asked you this last year during spring camp, and and I think it was one of those questions that was kind of interesting. Which battle do you think is not being talked about quite that much but will be an interesting one to keep an eye on on Saturday because everybody wants to talk about the quarterback battle even the number two cornerback battle so is there one that really maybe we're not looking at that you think could be on display on Saturday and and really start to generate a a, a little bit of buzz that's kind of interesting because uh, I mean obviously I think those two that you mentioned quarterback and the number two cornerbacks are definitely the ones that are receiving the most attention. Um, you know, it's kind of tough because, you know, the one spot I would say, honestly, uh, it's going to be hard though, because Jonathan Smith isn't out there, but the guy who I'm really interested in watching is Jeremiah Gimmel. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who I really, I think I talked up a lot to you on this podcast, uh, back in the fall. And, uh, He's a guy who I'm still, I've really been impressed by. I know the coaching staff really likes him. The one thing is that they've really been one for him more is be a little bit more vocal. But uh, and he's a guy who, you know, just kind of depending on what happens, I mean, you know, he's been projected to be the starter at the mic so far uh, throughout the spring uh, with Jonathan Smith out. And I think he's a guy, you know, if he can continue capitalizing just on these extra reps that he's been getting this spring, you know, when John Smith's been out, and he's a guy who'd probably be, you know, the starter there, the uh, Mike linebacker. Um, so I think that's the guy. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say a specific position battle, but I think he's a guy who, you know, if he shows enough on Saturday, could put himself in a really good, you know, put himself in the driver's seat for that spot, you know, entering the fall. Well, there you go. We'll take that because there might be a position battle in the fall because of how he performed in the spring. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely take that. Um, yeah, no, that is uh, fantastic stuff from you, Pat. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by with us, man. I know it's been a little while and uh, I know we missed you on the podcast. So thanks for swinging by and talking to us a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I look forward to doing it again here soon. Yeah, just uh, tell the people where they can follow you just in case they're not following you on social media already, which if you're not, you got to make sure you follow this guy because he's one of the best. Him and Lee Pace, man, tag team in the football team. They it's just, they do such a great job. Yeah, you can uh, just follow me at patjames24. All right, so Pat James from GoHeels.com stopping by with us. Hey, Pat, uh, thank you so much, man, and uh, we'll have to talk to you down the line again, definitely during fall camp so we can get some of the latest on all of these guys that we just talked about and get ourselves prepared for the season. I mean, believe it or not, it really is closing in. It's only a little more than four months away, so for you uh, football nuts, yeah, hang in there. We're almost almost there. We're almost there, and Saturday will be a little bit of a relief for us. So, uh, Pat, thanks again, man, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line, buddy, okay? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you very much. (laughs) 